You have to be bold enough to fight for what you want. We can't continue to live life by default. We must live life by design. And that means recognizing when things aren't working for us, we have a say, we can be proactive for our lives because everything that we do depends on it. Hey everybody, this is Brian. Welcome to Lead with Impact. I am super excited to have you with me today. We are going to be talking to my friend and colleague, Adessa Barker. Adessa is a wellness expert and we're going to be talking about 2020 and how everyone can create a better 2021. But before that, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my new book, The 10 Habits of Influential Leaders. People are saying really kind things to me about the effect it has had on them and their leadership. If you think that's something that could be of benefit to you, if you'd like a little bit of help with your leadership at work or maybe even outside of work, feel free to check out The 10 Habits of Influential Leaders. You can find it on Amazon and at my website, brianrollo.com. That being said, let's turn to the end of 2020 and set our sights on a better 2021 with Odessa Barker. Odessa, how are you? I'm great. It is really good to talk to you. I'm excited to chat a little bit today. Yeah, me too. It's good to see you. We are going to talk a little bit about 2021. We know that people had a hard time in 2020. I think everyone of us has been challenged to some extent. And I'd love to talk to you about what people can do to make 2021 be a better year. But before we do that, would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I am a practicing attorney and a wellness practitioner. And so what I do is I help people believe that better is possible. And I work with people in organizations, helping them create a culture of wellness. And so for me, wellness is more than diet and exercise. It's about your mindset, it's about your community, it's about everything that you do. And so I really help people and organizations create that culture so that they can all thrive and people are working together instead of as sort of, you know, competitors. I'm curious, what makes an attorney want to focus on wellness? <laughs> are you looking to sue somebody or how does that work? <laughs> I know. I, I think I went to law school because I was always good at debating and I thought it would just be cool to say I was a lawyer. And I mean, I love it. It's cool. However, for me, wellness is sort of a calling. I was always motivating, encouraging people in this way. I just didn't know it until I took time to still myself and talk to friends and family and pray about it. And I just realized, listen, this, this isn't my DNA, so to speak. Fantastic. So let's talk, first of all, about 2020, mm-hmm. a rough year for a lot of people, a lot of people that do all sorts of different things. So I think almost no matter what job people have, 2020 has been challenging on a professional and personal level. I'd love to hear what you're seeing. Yeah. 
So you want to hear my take on 2020? I do. Yeah. 2020 was a crazy wild ride and it's still going, you know, it's kind of like that roller coaster where maybe your friends convince you to get on and you're like, ah, please get me off. <laughs> so I think we're all like over it at this point. So for me, 2020 was challenging, just more so because of just being isolated. I love being outdoors, just not being able to do some of these things that you like to do, gather with friends and what have you. It's also just been very difficult for my clients as well. A lot of them, they lead teams, they're moms and parents, and it's just been a really, really hard time, not just for me, but for people around me as well. I'm seeing the same things, and that brings me to something that I wanted to talk to you about. We could focus on so many different parts of what we've been through and how we can make them better in 2021. But you talked about isolation, and I think for myself and the people I work with, that has been one of the most challenging parts because it almost seems like a sense of community has been taken away from us. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's so good, right? And so here comes 2020 and it shatters, literally shatters everyone's world. And you couldn't travel to Tahiti, you couldn't mm -hmm. escape it. It was just there constantly, right? And so now we're all forced to be with ourselves. And whether that means you're a part of a family or you live by yourself, you have to deal with a large amount of isolation. And so for me, I think that we were busy before doing stuff. And I just don't think that a lot of us were really planted in community, at least not community that was helping us to grow. And so I think when you have a pandemic happening, everything else is sort of magnified. And so now the isolation is even greater because I feel like before you can sort of hide in stuff. I can go to happy hour and I can sort of escape this temporarily. Maybe I can go on vacation. I could go here, I could go there. But now with things being shut down, now we're forced to now reflect and deal with stuff that we've sort of put off for later. Agreed. And you know what I've found as well, Odessa, that's been interesting for myself and certainly the people I work with is that we almost took for granted the communities that we had because yeah. we'd always had them. So for instance, I deal a lot with the workplace, as you know, and the workplace for many of us offers a form of social compensation along with monetary wow. compensation. You're going to the office pre-COVID, you know, talking to your friends, talking to your coworkers, little side conversations, a hundred of them a day probably. <laughs> All this little, these little social interactions, you almost could call them micro-social interactions that we probably never even realized were part of our social life until yeah. they were taken away from us and everybody's home on Zoom and working remotely or back to the workplace, but keeping their distance from each other. So that's been a big loss for people, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think now more than ever, we're seeing the need for people. Like people are valuable and, and the need for really having dynamic community, community that really aligns with our values and strengths. 
and community that can help water us and build us up. And what I've found in working with my clients is that oftentimes they're feeling stuck. They feel like they should be further along, but the issue is that they haven't really planted their seed in fertile ground. It's like they've been planted in the desert and they wonder why they're not bearing fruit, right? And so I suggest you need to uproot your seed because there's nothing wrong with the seed. It's right. So you take this seed and you put this seed in a different ground where you can actually water it. You're going to see the fruits of that starting to spring up. And so that's what we need to do here to recover from 2021 is we need to learn from the lessons. And I think one of the keys is to really form dynamic community. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that if you're feeling a lack of community or maybe even feeling that you're in a community but it's not the right one for you, that you need to be willing to get up and say, I want to find a different community. Absolutely. You have to be bold enough to fight for your life, fight for what you want. We can't continue to live life by default. We must live life by design. And that means recognizing when things aren't working for us, right? We have a say, we can be proactive for our lives because everything that we do depends on it. So if we're in community that's draining, we're showing up differently. But when you're planted in dynamic community where you can grow, you're a different person. It's a game changer. How does someone know that? How do they know I have to move on or I need a new set of people, <laughs> a new yeah, tribe, great. a new tribe? How do they know? You know by how you feel. If at the end of the day, you're constantly feeling drained, you feel exhausted. And so here is a test. Take a list, say, take a pad right now and you write how many people need you? How many people on a day-to-day -day basis need you? Whether that means your kids, whether that means you have 500 people on your team, how many people that actually need you every single day and depend on you? And then make another list, how many people feed you, right? Because you see what we've been doing is we are playing out of our deficiencies, our leftovers. And so we are not giving out of uh, our overflow. We're giving just a leftover. And so when there's a balance between the people that need you and the people that feed you, you're really able to show up differently. But oftentimes we're showing up in the red because there's a big difference between all the people that need us and all the people that actually feed us, help us to be better, right? I'm a big fan of giving. Recently on the podcast, I had Bob Bergon who wrote The Go-Giver. Fabulous guy. And if you've ever read that book, it's all about having a philosophy of giving in your professional life, but also in your personal life. Love but that. Here, but here's the thing. It's an amazing book. Even Bob would tell you giving does not mean martyrdom. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's good to give, but not to the point where there's nothing left because right. that's self-defeating. So I love that point that yes, give, be there for people, be there for the people who need you, but realize you need a little bit for yourself as well. Absolutely. Because what's the whole point of helping people? We want to be our best when we're helping them, but when we're tired, we're exhausted. We really can't show up in the way that we should. And so it's okay to pause and take some time to reflect 
about the people in your life. Do you have more people that you're constantly feeding, that you constantly have to prop up than you have that you could feed on, that can mentor you, that can help you be better? Because if there's a deficiency there, that's probably why you're going to be feeling tired. You feel like drained. You feel like maybe you're not as far as you need to be. It's because you're not really planted in a community that's fertile. So how do people find this new community? How do they even know who should be in their community? <laughs> well, it's right. If you know, for example, you want to be a lawyer, right? All of your friends around you, your community shouldn't be people who are high school dropouts. And I'm not saying that you ditch people or anything like that, but I'm saying the studies, even the studies back this up. If you want to lose weight and you move to a new community where people are working out and eat differently and you're associated with them, odds are you're going to eat better and you're going to lose weight, right? Birds of a feather flock together. So if you want to flock with some new folks, if you want to go to a different level, you just got to fly over and choose some different people. And now is the perfect time to do that, Brian, because there are so many virtual events. People are, I mean, they're free events. Companies, people are literally begging people to join some of these things, right? People are hungrier than ever. And so whether you go to eventbrite.com and you look for free events, right? That's a community. You find people who are doing things maybe 10 steps ahead of you and you say, hey, let me join this. What's your story? That's all. That's, you know, basic 101. Hi, my name is Bob. What's your name, right? Simple. Or maybe even one step ahead of you. Ten steps yeah. is a lot. Ten steps yeah. is great, but maybe it's one, right? Exactly. That's literally what I need. Ten, one, whatever it is. Someone who is going where you want to go and just say, hey, what's your story? And you're a runner, right? And I am a little bit. And we both know the hardest part of any run is to step out the door. Yes. Right. You get, <laughs> you get the sneakers on, you get out the door. It gets easier from there. But getting yourself through the door is the hard part. I think with this, it's the same thing. It's realizing, yes, I do sort of need this and being proactive and saying, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look for the people that can really support me. Yeah. 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 Starting is difficult, but I think there are so many lessons to learn from 2020 is, you know, to me, one of the biggest lessons is that life is short. Tomorrow isn't promised, right? Even healthy people can get sick and die, right? Your age doesn't mean much really, right? And so to me, it's all about seizing the opportunities before you. And so whatever we want out of life, we can achieve it, but we have to be bold enough to recognize where we are and then go for it. And so whether it is you go on Eventbrite or you go on meetup.com, you just have to take that step because what's the alternative, right? And I know it's hard to sometimes make that first move to take that first step, but what's the alternative? And we can't do things alone. We think we can, we, you know, we all like to think we're the hot shot. We don't need people. We, we haven't figured out, but the truth is we need community. So to sum up, I think our lessons are, if your seed isn't growing as quickly or as well as you'd like, find new ground. Yeah. Find people who are going where you want to go and be proactive about taking that first step. Yes, absolutely. Anything else to add to that? 
And if we, you know, if you want to be friendly, you show yourself friendly, right? So when you join, you go into these groups and you're there, just be yourself, be open, right? Be yourself, be friendly, and people will be drawn to you. You know, I took some advice from an author named Derek Sivers. I've talked about Derek before. I hope to have him on the podcast one day. He's written a couple of my favorite books. And one of the most influential, it's called Your Music and People. And basically, he talks about just looking at your work as if you were playing music and making it that creative and that engaging. And one of the tips that I took from that is he recommends going into every new meeting with somebody, whether it's a super serious sales meeting, whether it's an online thing, no matter what, every meeting, go in to make a friend first. And then from there, if that works, then business will probably work. Yeah. And that is a radical shift, I think, to a lot of people because we're so used to, I'm going to go give them my elevator pitch and I'm going to go tell them about my products and benefits. But it's much less stressful to just say, I'm, forget about that for now. Let's see if I like Odessa. Let's see, see if she exactly. likes me, right? And if she does and then we want to do business, we can talk about it. So anyway, I think that applies here too. And if you're going to, going to go make a community, yes, we're nervous. If you're an introvert, like I am a little bit, it can be <laughs> even more nerve wracking. But if you just go in saying, hey, I'm going to see if I can make a friend. And if I can, yeah. great. If it doesn't work out, no harm done. I think it makes it a lot less stressful. Absolutely. And it's like a muscle, right? If you haven't worked it, it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to say, what am I doing? This makes no sense. And you may not even see the results right away. But if you keep doing it, the fruits will start to grow. You'll see it. Is that you as a wellness coach judging me for not working out? Is that, what, is that what's <laughs> happening there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, this has been great. Let's do more of these. I want to keep talking about the different areas that people can focus on to make 2021 their best year ever. Does that sound like a deal? Yes, deal. All right, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Odessa. Yep, you're welcome. Take care.